I trust I'm you. I, I think tired. I've made my. I let's don't not want to do anything. I just want to well, die. Let's not think about it right now. Let's Kill just die. me. <laughs> once again to honor the greats and in this case the greatest loser that's right after last night's emmys it's finally been cemented with 53 nominations and zero wins the final season of the biggest loser comes to close that's right better call saul is the biggest loser of all time And welcome back to Zero Credits, the show where we talk about things. My name is... And my name is... Don't talk about my granddaughter. John. And today we're opening sound of a can... An opening sound of a can. Don't talk about my granddaughter. Tom, Tom, Tom. Coming at you to discuss the cultural happenings of that there zeitgeist in order to make the world safer for people who are victims of identity theft. Hi, I'm Tom. And protecting Tom's identity by getting his name wrong. That's right, it's me, Henry, and that's John. We're Henry and John. We're here to discuss the things... That are happening. What do you think about that there, Emmys? Did you know they happened? I sure didn't. I knew they happened because Succession brought home the golden monolith. They brought home the golden nugget and then the golden monolith. Succession, wrapping it up, tying it up. Huge wins for beef. Huge wins for Succession. That's right. Huge wins for my best two TV shows of 2024. Three. 2023. And uh, yeah, it's just nothing but W's. Better Call Saul's last season was okay. I liked it a lot. I really enjoyed the show. It's a shame. Didn't want a single one. But also, huge accolades for my show of the year, The Bear, which won, I think, as many awards as Succession did. So, guess guess it's a tie. Hey, it's a tie. All we know is that the two stars of Beef both won Emmys well-deserved. Uh, now you might have heard a can opening sound, Henry. I didn't, no. When would that have happened? I would have happened mere moments ago. Mm, must have blunk. Didn't see it. Well, I opened a can, and as you know, Henry, we are deep 
nearly to the end of dry january mere days away from the end of dry january in fact it's literally it's literally the most middle of january it could be we are mere moments from the end of dry january and as you know i've been taking a uh, 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 a trapes, a stroll, a sojourn through the uh, non-alcoholic and near beer aisle of my local Whole Foods to bring you, the listeners of the Zircreds podcast, the most up-to-date, late-breaking, early-breaking, generally-breaking news about the world of non-alcoholic beer to assist you in your journey through dry January, though it ends in mere seconds. You'll remember I started Dry January by drinking a Brooklyn Brewing Company special effects something-something IPA that was quite delicious. And then I had something else that I don't remember, and then I had a Budweiser Zero. It's only been two episodes. (laughs) Okay, so I had the Brooklyn Brewing special effects, and then I had the Budweiser Zero. That's right, I have embarked. I have embarked. (laughs) It's only been two weeks. How are you lost? I have embarked. How much on have a journey you had to not drink? <laughs> beginning with Budweiser Zero, everyone has it. Everyone has had a Bud or a PBR or a Lone Star. You know that cheap macro brew. And then what happens? Every beer drinker, my dog just groaned. Every <laughs> no one heard it. Every beer drinker. Not every, a lot of beer drinkers go through the same arc. They get introduced to craft beer through a little widely distributed imprint that my friend Henry knows the name of very well. Um, Belgium. Belgium. That's, that's right. Most people get introduced to craft beer and beers outside of macro brews by a, by a little guy <laughs> named Samuel Adams. <laughs> by, by a little guy named Samuel Adams. You might, you might have tried a Boston lager in your time. Uh, or uh, I think he makes an IPA. Well, Mr. Adams is back at it again. He's been cooking it up in the lab. He's been going nuts. My, my boy Sam has been going nuts in the lab coming up with this. The Samuel Adams, just the haze, non-alcoholic IPA, hazy, juicy, and refreshing. Just a quick check. How much of my dog groaning can you hear? Just occasionally. Um, what are you drinking? <laughs> That's right. I'm drinking a Samuel Adams, just the haze, non-alcoholic okay. IPA, hazy, juicy, and refreshing. This is our gateway to the to the more exotic uh, 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 non-alcoholic beers that we'll be having as the month goes on we have many weeks ahead of us in dry january and i hope to enjoy the remaining good non-alcoholic beers and let me just go ahead and give the the sam adams non-alcoholic ipa taste it's not good this has been another raving review rave review a review from a raving man who's raved his last rave 
<laughs> I, I think I might have to do something about the dog. Bear with me. No, no, me. it's okay. It's it's great. Okay. It's great. It's great. As long as as long as you're okay with the con- listeners, as long as you're okay with the continued whining, I'll just try not to pay attention to it. Samuel Adams, just the haze, non-alcoholic IPA, hazy, juicy, and refreshing, and kind of disappears on the palate and has you like finishing didn't notes. Like it. It, I mean, it, it disappears in, like, not a good way. It's just kind of thin, and then it has, like, um, an aftertaste of kind of, like, a thin grapefruit juice. It doesn't have the bitterness you really want from a non-alcoholic IPA, which I get that they're trying to do the hazy thing, but I just don't know that it's working for them. Oh, okay. Mm. Unfortunately, New Belgium, I believe, does not have a non-alcoholic beer offering because they are deep in the lab uh cooking up super high abv kind of gross hazy ipas that are getting worse year after year you know those juice force ipas they're like nine percent oh yeah the voodoo ranger i'll drink them but they taste like prison wine like they they taste like pure alcohol and orange juice and carbonation like rotten fruit juice i mean isn't beer just fermented grapes <laughs> <laughs> that's all it is you mash them with the feet lucille that's ball goes over the edge yeah uh but yeah I, I don't know i i wonder if new belgium has like a non-alcoholic fat tire i want to try to get a very specific beer for the next ep for dry january and it is well, the vaunted right, but, but don't give anything away john oh you're Bait right, that you're right hook right. for the next week keep the people listening your non-alcoholic journey is the only thing keeping us going in this very cold january <laughs> i i'm just okay at the words i'm laughing because i can hear leo who is john's dog whining very very sadly in the background <laughs> but so it sounds sad. like he's he's responding to specifically this content <laughs> he, he doesn't he does not love the content he really doesn't uh I'd, I'd like to give the listeners a little bit of a hint of what i might be drinking next week so imagine please yourself if you will you're on a speeder bike racing through the forests of Tatooine. That's right. You're young Luke Skywalker. <laughs> Leo Wait. hates it. You're, you're young Luke Skywalker racing with your Ewok friends through the forest you... of Tatooine. Stop saying that, right? You're saying it wrong. And then you encounter <laughs> on Tatooine. <laughs> oh, it's it's a it's a dark figure. <laughs> I am your father. He says, that's right. Next time, I'm hoping to take this non-alcoholic journey to the dark side. Stay tuned for what's next. Watch this space. It's an audio-only podcast. Oh, God. He slurped. Watch this space for what's coming next. A little a little trip to a little twisted dark side. Maybe coming up next, if I can find it. It's sold out literally everywhere because of Dry January. Oh, okay. Well, good luck. Um, I'm drinking, of course, a 512 pecan porter, which now comes in cans for the first time ever. You can buy an actual six-pack of the 6.2 alcohol by volume robust porter brewed with organic Texas pecans. (laughs) I I hear the note. I hear the note. 
<laughs> he, he really doesn't like pecan porter. I, I'll be right back. Okay, uh, so Leo, uh, Leo yeah. had to be evicted due to his uh, well, his uh, no, taste I, I get for it. Non-alcoholic beer content. Yeah, I get it. I think it's time we move on. I think Leo had some good notes. The the overwhelming note being stop. Yeah, I I think that's fair. We've talked about non-alcoholic beer too long. We need to get into the meat of uh whatever it is we're going to talk. We need to get into the meat of these topics. Uh yeah, so we alluded to it last week. And there's another story that I would love to talk about this week, but I would be remiss in talking about what I want to talk about without first addressing the sexual battery lawsuit in the room. Mm, I see. Um, what I want to talk about is some headlines that came to light recently about Fast 11, but we can't talk about that without addressing that Diesel has been accused of sexual battery and a lawsuit by his former assistant. Yes, uh, it is. We, I, I think that these came to light a few weeks ago, maybe during or around the holidays. It was lit. Yeah. So I, um, about four days before Christmas is when I first learned about this. And I sent you the headline with just the word. The, I, I think I just sent you the headline without any, editorialization and you summed up what i was feeling succinctly by just saying fuck (laughs) yeah it's that's how i felt because it's it sucks what has happened it sucks in many different ways and i'm not trying to make it about us no in no way am i trying to make it about us But when you've dedicated so much of your podcast to covering a certain franchise and then the lead of that franchise turns out to be kind of a creep, not kind of a creep, allegedly a creep, not proven yet by a court of law. Yeah, but allegedly a major creep. Allegedly a super major creep. Uh, The the lawsuit filings have very specific details that if true, and, and I have nothing to say that it's true or not yet. But I am in, I believe women, so I'm leaning toward it's true, right? That's that's what we ha- that's what we should be doing in this in this case. But uh, it's it's just it's it's just fucking don't do that, God damn it! Yeah, I um, so my my response of of fuck I think is coming from a few different directions. Uh, obviously the actions, if true, and I'm with you, I'm on the side of believing victims, which also, I don't want to get off on like a huge thing, but some people are like, you shouldn't blanketly believe victims because then anyone can accuse anyone of anything. I'm like, that's true. But you say believe victims because you should come to it from a place being positively valenced towards believing victims because you were going to come into it positively valenced towards the accused if you liked them so it's just a way of like shifting your perspective to be like if i as a matter of fact say that what the victim is saying is credible then it's going to move me away from dismissing what they have to say out of hand which is the natural tendency right anyway coming from the uh the the position of believe victims is to challenge the power structures at play here 
one one of the one of these two parties is a very famous person whose whose movies we've been watching for years. Without the concerted effort to believe victims, I'm going to find myself trying to side with the celebrity, and that just does a disservice of finding the truth. It's without that concentrated effort, it's just automatically the other way. And that's not right either. Right. Yeah. You you have to try to, you have to try to process things as objectively as possible. And with current power structures, you have to process them through what initially seems like a skewed lens to arrive at objectivity. Right. uh, Ideally. But the reason I said fuck is because if these things are true, uh, horrible. Uh, yeah. And also, if they are true, someone who occupies a not insignificant amount of both my brain and my professional output uh, would be, I don't want to say beyond redemption, I don't believe anyone's beyond redemption, but significantly marred in my eyes to the point where I could no longer like consider them to be this kind of funny monolith that writes weird Instagram posts like your grandma would write. Yeah. If it's true, it can't be fun anymore. Right. It takes an individual whose acting abilities we have previously praised. And it just sort of dirties all of that appreciation we have because in the rare case of acting it's hard to divorce the actor from the art because it's literally them like it's them you're looking at them you're looking at the same face and body that the victim looked at while the alleged sexual battery was happening like you can't you can't separate art from artists in the case of actors because they are who they are. They are the same people. Like I get that they're pretending to be other people, but in reality, it's the same person. Yeah. I mean, I also uh, will come to our defense here and say that we have lauded the acting of Vin Diesel. We've also done the opposite of lauding many more times than we have lauded his acting ability. Uh, And I I think that, like, in my mind, Vin Diesel is not, like, especially post all the, like, weird, maybe uh, PR, like, domination strategy, maybe not, that went on surrounding, like, the Fast and Furious franchise post Hobbs and Shaw. I I think he's kind of a tool, Uh, especially, like, with his performance in the most recent movies but being a tool is a lot better than being a certified fucking creep yeah uh and that's it's not funny you know it's it's like if you had a podcast where you i don't know spent a lot of time talking about the version of army of the dead where chris d'elia wasn't edited out for taking tomorrow <laughs> bring back <laughs> and then the elia cut <laughs> the elia cut uh, and then uh, that's very good. And then you'd like people get that video of him being told that you can just save Snapchats and him looking like he goes into the <laughs> Phantom Zone. Oh my god! Uh, it's it's like it's like if if that happened, it wouldn't be good. Yeah, or or be good. if you were like one of those degenerates who actually liked Chris D'Elia's stand up, and then that happened, which like 
who yeah. was who was that? Who like actually liked that? People went to his shows, I presume. And they have to have. He was pretty yeah. popular. Uh, but it's, it's weird. I don't know. I, yeah. I, I only know proceed. Well, I, I just wanted to say I only know Christy Elia from the times he played like I don't know a pedophile on Workaholics or like a pedophile on. Wait, what was the name of that show? Oh yes, yeah. you. Oh, did he? Yes. Wow, it's almost like Hollywood knew. <laughs> Anyway. Maybe every time he looks at uh, he looks at casting calls, he sees pedophile. He's like his eyes bug out of his head, and he's like, "Perfect, yeah, perfect, finally, I don't have to act." The role for me, <laughs> uh, but yeah, Christy um, Elia creep. Um, yeah. If if Vin Diesel is a creep to the degree that it seems that if it is true, and he is that yeah. much, I don't even know how he talk about additional movies i mean for what it's worth i've already like shifted i've already shifted down the line and vin diesel is no longer my focus it is michelle rodriguez who can do nothing wrong and was actually very good in dungeons and dragons honor among thieves a movie that i will recommend to most people i really like that movie for what it's worth and i think she did a really good job in it and i like there's a lot of good subtle moves in that in the writing um where nobody undercuts each other for jokes and moments of like true emotional vulnerability. Um, you have a co-parenting situation sort of that's not romantically entangled, which is really great. It, it, there's a lot of good things in that. Uh, what I just want to do briefly is sort of, I'm not going to read the details of the lawsuit. They are graphic in nature. Um, anyone who, who wants to, uh, there is an article in Vanity Fair or on the website, vanityfair.com. Um, honestly, just search Vin Diesel Vanity Fair. You'll find the article and it, it lists the details in full. Um, but it involves one assistant hired by Vin Diesel. Uh, her name, I hope to not butcher, is Asta Jonasson. Jonathan? Uh, I mean, I don't know. Uh, Looks like Jonathan to me. Yeah, Asta Jonathan, uh, who unfortunately was the assistant for two weeks during the filming production of Fast Five, goddammit. <laughs> As if... Oh, no, no! I know, I know. The best one, the best one Horrible. now has to be marred with this. Um, but basically, Ben Diesel uh, cornered her in a hotel room and made advances toward her that were not reciprocated, and she had to forcefully remove herself from the situation. And she was uh, then contacted by Ben Diesel's sister, Samantha Vincent, who works as the president of One Race Productions, to terminate her employment after less than two weeks on the job. Mm. so she was not high, great yeah, not a good look for sure um and just overall a sucky sucky thing so from now until a time comes in which the uh case is settled one way or the other it's 
I think it's it's an official zero credits moment where we need to use our powers for good and replace Vin Diesel with the creator of Minecraft, the author mm-hmm. of Harry Potter. Hatsune Miku is the new of star course, yeah. of Fast and the Furious. And from here on out, until otherwise proven innocent, which it'll probably be a civil case, in which case not liable would be the only verdict rendered. Uh, Vin Diesel is no more long-lived Hatsune Miku. Yes, and of course, you know, we mean this, and we take yeah. this we take the replacement of public figures very seriously, which is why we've only done it for Notch and J.K. Rowling. It's very important that we you can't just replace someone. I can't even remember his name. You can't just replace any old person with Hatsune Miku. It has to be someone who was once beloved and yeah. can now no longer hold a place of esteem in people's minds. And that is only when we can play the Hatsune Miku card. And I don't even know why I'm having this conversation because Hatsune Miku has always been the leading man of the Fast and Furious franchise. It's amazing how much she can really pull off, but I think that just speaks to her talent and her resolve to be the best entertainer, the most problem-free entertainer in the biz. And, you know, I look forward to, if we do end up doing a supplemental reading of additional Fast and Furious movies, continuing this bit and not forgetting about it, Uh, And also having to explain it to all our listeners who only tune in for the supplemental readings. Well, we're going to get our chance right now because I want to launch immediately into some news that's coming up about the upcoming movie Fast 11. Allegedly, allegedly, I'm using that one wrong. Rumored to be Polir... I'm going to take all of... Let's start the episode over. Let's just start the episode over. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Some news concerning Fast 11, which is rumored to be premiering April 2025. Mm. I'm sure that's going to be pushed back because of the writer's strike, but here we are. Um, But news has broke recently, this very week, John, that the next Fast and Furious film, 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 the next Fast and Furious film may just be Hatsune Miku's final film. Really? In the franchise, yes. Oh, in the franchise, of course. Uh, I think the franchise will exist for a long time, regardless of Hatsune Miku's involvement. Uh, and were, were Hatsune Miku to be facing any allegations right now, uh, I imagine it would be a convenient time for the studio to make them exit from the franchise. But of course, Hatsune Miku is not facing any allegations, and that would be ridiculous. Right. Um, the source from this information is film critic Jeff Snyder's newsletter, in which he infobombed his subscribers with a just hot... Not going to say it. With a bunch of... <laughs> John, I was gonna say a hot load. Yeah, you you could have. No one would have liked it. I know. Uh, he 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 he. he I must start start the episode over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He submersed his subscribers in some juicy goss 
uh-huh. about the upcoming Fast 11 film, uh, mm-hmm. most involving the budget and supposed plot. According to Snyder, Fast 11 will have a budget well under $200 million with less globe hopping and the plot to resolve over a single heist, heist or race. Uh, that is f- fascinatingly specific. Yes. And in fact, so specific that I feel like it's a lie. <laughs> um. So it seems like the studio heads are reacting to fast X's overinflated $340 million budget. Um, and it's and total mo- disappointment at the box, largely disappointing numbers at the block box office blocks office. It, it barely doubled its cost in uh, worldwide box office uh, revenue, pulling in only $714.6 million dollars. Which uh, I guess would be sort of underperforming for the franchise as a whole. Um, also, just from the critical reception and the critical reception coming from us, uh, see our supplemental reading on Fast X, but the plot being sort of overly muddled and kind of all over the place, barring a few standout performances a la Jason Momoa. Um, so it seems like they want to get kind of a back to basics sort of thing with this this fast 11 um and schneider went on to say that hatsune miku will be back in what will likely be his character's last ride we will be back hatsune miku will be back for fast 11 or a subsequent film after fast 11 seems like fast 11 okay i um did we get any additional news as to whether Fast 11 is the penultimate Fast and Furious film? Or is it, is it, I mean, this franchise, like I said, is going to continue forever. Well, Maybe so the last mainline one? Everything is sort of in flux now. Um, before going into Fast X, there were rumors that Fast 11 wasn't the end, but but sort of like the pulp, like you said, penultimate film now it seems like with the removal of one Hatsune Miku maybe they'll continue and then in the meantime after Fast X came out there was the announcement of a new Dwayne Johnson um uh, interquel movie written by Chris Morgan uh who hasn't written a Fast and Furious movie since Hobbs and Shaw Mm. um which is, like you say, not a mainline Fast and Furious movie, but will be sort of a Fast and Furious movie starring Dwayne Johnson facing off, squaring off against Jason Momoa. Um, But also tucked in with all of these other rumors is sort of the, the feeling that maybe Jason Momoa will not be coming back for Fast 11. That would be a really interesting choice, considering how everything was set up in Fast X. So they'll make an interquel. Also, real quick, I gotta say it for all the listeners, uh, new Dwayne Johnson Fast and Furious spinoff. Say it with me. Boo! Boo! Boo. We don't want it. Boo! Boo! We don't want any more of The Rock. Uh, The man doesn't even know how to eat um as we've discussed 
Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like a lot of the like Fast Eleven is the penultimate movie stuff was actually coming from Hatsune Miku himself. Yeah. Uh, so it's 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 tough to say how much of that was accurate. It is hardening to hear that the future film could potentially be a little bit more pared down because let me tell you, I. As someone who learned to like these movies, I'm sick to fucking death of these movies having A, B, and C plots. Yeah, so one thing, for better or worse, that I think might come out of all of this muddlement, the muddlement that's happening around the franchise off the screen, a Back to Basics isn't necessarily the worst thing for the franchise. Um, I think Fast X is an example of going too big and trying too much. You have whole sloths of that film that serve no purpose and are just written to make sure we included all the characters divorced from Hatsune Miku's Dominic Toretto plotline. It's, again, we've talked, I think that what we keep coming back to, what we keep discovering over and over again for these movies is that it works when they're all working together. The, the heist plot line in Fast Five is, is this franchise is singing at its best. And since they've moved away from that format of like, we need a crew, let's get a crew together, let's try to pull off this heist. Since they've become superhero agents or whatever, a lot of the characters don't have a lot to do because Dominic Toretto is just going to trip and fall his way into the final battle. And then it doesn't matter because he's got enough muscle either under the hood or in his arms to solve everything. Yeah, I mean, these movies have boiled down to you have your marquee characters in an A-plot that is so fucking boring. Uh, And then you have, like, the supporting characters in a B-plot and sometimes extending as far as, like, a small C-plot that is also extremely boring, though often kind of more interesting than what Dominic Toretto has going on. Cause at least like there's kind of texture there for the most part, Dominic Toretto just walks through his plot line to the end. Uh, so I don't know, some kind of back to basics would be great. What I really want to see is uh, I am excited for maybe Jace Momoa to be in this interquel movie which i'll watch because of the podcast but i would never watch in yeah. my life uh i mean it would take honestly it would take Dwayne the rock johnson uh trying in and out for a third time for the first mm-hmm. time for me to go see his next new interquel movie yeah no i think that would be that would really clinch it for me uh but then that opens up fast 11 the final film to be the ultimate showdown between alan richson whatever Mm -hmm. evil guy he played in that movie ames ames the final battle between ames and michelle rodriguez i'm all for it bring back alan richson he's a phenomenal actor he's blowing up the datosphere of the dad genre TV show. What is it called? Everyone say it at the same time. Reacher. Reacher. Listen, I don't even watch dad TV. I'm a fucking Reacher head. I love Reacher. That show rules. It's not, it's not good, but listen, okay. 
quick reacher moment you remember when there used to be like mid tv like before prestige tv there'd be things like monk or burn notice like tvs tv shows that like had like a week-to-week plot line but weren't like huge epic things that were eight hour long episodes that ended that's what reacher is reacher's burn notice again oh hell yeah people love burn notice i never watched it it was a pretty when you're a spy it was a pretty good show um yeah reacher is the kind of tv where it like it comes out every week it it is like a middling mystery at best with pretty good performances and some fun stuff happens and it's just it's great it's great i listen i like reacher so much that i started to read about dad tv i'm like am i about to get into yellowstone the answer is no i'm not about to get into yellowstone no it's a rare example of a member of a genre a genre uh, being so good that it transcends the boundaries in which it was supposed to exist. Like, and this happens all the time. Um, so yeah, it's not a dig to call it dad TV. I just, people are calling it that. So I'm going to perpetuate the trend because I think it is funny. Yeah. I mean, listen, Reacher, I tried to pull up a couple more like mid TV things that are good examples of this. Reacher is Burn Notice, it's Alias, it's Leverage, it's White Collar, it's Castle, it's kind of Chuck. It's great. Amazing. Reacher's great. Reacher. And I, I like Alan Richardson. He's He's been around, he was in Hunger Games, he's been in other things. I'm glad he's finally getting his moment. And honestly, I would love to see him come back as a villain. But of course, we all I think we all know the final the final antagonist just to justify her being in these films beyond her main film Uh it has to be cypher because why else is she around i feel like the most thematically perfect thing the last movie could do is just not have cypher in it at all (laughs) (laughs) the most thematically perfect thing the fast and furious movies could do is continue to totally mishandle the like talent powerhouse that is Charlize theron and the only good villain they've ever had and continue to totally mismanage her to the point that she doesn't even show up in the last movie (laughs) the Cypher only exists to be, and excuse my language, cocked by the current villain. And so, yeah. the, for the final send-off, the ultimate cuckening, she's just not in it. She's just not in the movie at all. Or the movie, like, starts and she, like, slips on a banana peel and hits her head on a counter and dies. And then just the rest of the movie, no one ever talks about her, no one does anything. They they go through the trouble of filming the sequence and paying her. They do they they didn't they refuse to opt out to kill her off screen. <laughs> she is killed on screen in, in a really undignified way, wow. and then just nothing. Just nothing. Uh, yeah that that would be the thematically perfect thing for them to do with Shirley's Theron at this point. Oh poor Shirley's. I mean, she's getting paid. I don't. She has to like be in a jail cell for some 
villain be like, oh yes, Jace Momoa, you have me now, and then she makes a million dollars. There are worse lives. There are, I suppose. There are. But yeah, Alan Richardson, hope he comes back. He's probably yeah. just going to get kill- killed in this bullshit interquel, but we'll see. Honestly, um, hear me out. Far-fetched. But there is precedent for this. Every villain they fight becomes a member of the crew. Yes. Alan Richardson as my the man, new yeah, lead. My man, we, yeah, we are talking, we are speaking the same language. There is as no the new lead. There is no better lead for the Fast and Familia <laughs> than Alan Richardson. <laughs> also, it would be thematically perfect because they would take someone who has absolutely no connection to these people and then becomes so intertwined with it. He takes up every role that Hatsune Miku uh, had in the previous movies. He's in a relationship with Letty. That's his son now. (laughs) (laughs) You're my son now. I was friends with Paul Walker. I don't know why I talk like this. (laughs) I'm Richa. I'm Richa. I'm Uh, it would be it would be so good if they just replaced him with Alan Richson. I mean, I think the president's there. They should do it. Uh, well, I feel weird about continuing to talk about Fast and Furious because yeah. it's it's giving it's it's giving problems. <laughs> I mean, the good news is we won't need to talk about it ostensibly until twenty twenty five. Or until oh. the interquel comes out. I'm ho- There's no way it's coming out this year. There was a writer's strike. You're right. And uh, they have to spend so much time writing those movies. I hear the dig and I accept it. There's a, um, there's a lot of time spent in the writer's room for any movie that uh, The Rock is in. Where it says... Uh, his ca- at the end of every line, it says his character says like the rock would, <laughs> like the rock might do would. The every time Dwayne Johnson is in a movie, he acts his ass off, but he's constantly getting direction of can you do it more like the rock? <laughs> can you do it more like the rock and bad? Can you spike the lens at, at every possible opportunity? Can you have three facial expressions and deliver everything with the exact same inflection? Oh, in that case, he's a great actor. Yeah, he he acts his ass off. He's doing great. And then they just go in and tell him to do it like the rock. Dang. Yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame. But hey. At least Hatsunomiku is taking over for any problematic members of the Fast and Familia, meaning we can still continue to cover these movies with reckless abandon as God himself <laughs> intended. I, you know, it's amazing what they can do with uh, computers these days. And as we know, Hatsune Miku is a computer and also a boy and a girl and an animal, and whatever else we need to make Hatsune Miku in the future. That's true. Milkshake Duck has been canceled. (laughs) Milkshake Duck is is now Hatsune Miku. Um, You know, it's also incredible what they do with these computers, Henry. Segway. 
Yeah. Uh, it has been you know you know me, Henry. I Ooh, like to co- I like to cover what I like to call the zero credits AI beat. That's true. You have been doing that more and more lately, and been sending me um, a weird image that contains words such as unselected package. Yeah, I I'm deep in the I'm deep in the AI. It's kind of become way too much of a fascination of mine. So I decided to see. I kind of got tired of talking about um, the marquee items in uh, in AI that have been going on over the last month. So I tried to find a couple like lower level, lighter AI topics to discuss that have happened in the last month, just to catch everybody up on the current state of AI. All right. I'm here for it. I don't know anything about no AI. Now, you might have noticed that uh, when you buy things on Amazon, they kind of have uh, ridiculous long descriptions or names uh, that maybe don't even go with the product or describe the product incorrectly, facially, uh, to anyone who might buy it. You might think, are people just... uh, Sitting in a room typing these things up, are are people typing up that I I should buy an off brand hammock from a company called D Hole? <laughs> <laughs> like, is, is that a real company? Is this a real description? That might have been the case before, but Amazon is currently facing a glut of uh, AI created descriptions for products. That's not news to anyone. They are facing an onslaught of fake AI written reviews. That's also mm. that's also a new one. We mm. know that uh, we know that Amazon has been getting dubiously sourced products, including e- exploding microwaves, smoke detectors that don't detect smoke, and the deadliest extension cord on the planet that has two male ends that are just sold. <laughs> you can just buy these things on Amazon. But Jesus none of this Christ. is n- none of this is news to people. No, no, no. We all knew that. Uh, but, but what is news to people is that AI has actually crept into another attack surface on Amazon, and I wanna I wanna describe. Uh, I wanna describe a full listing to you for uh, a dresser. A dresser, you say. Yeah, I want. I want. I want to. St- I want to. You know what? I'll just send you a. Uh, I'll just send you a picture of the dresser. Okay, I'm here to receive a Let, picture. Let's let's play a fun game. I'll send you a picture of this dresser, and you tell me what part of it might be generated by AI. Okay. Okay, and here we go. All right. Hmm. All right. So. For the, for the listening audience, which is everybody, I am looking at a picture of a dresser. Uh, the dresser is black with uh-huh. a, an unfinished or, or untreated uh, wood wood top. And the name mm-hmm. of the dresser is, and I'm, I'm going to, <clears throat> I'm going to get this right. Um, the name of the dresser is, I'm sorry, but I cannot fulfill this request. It goes against OpenAI use policy. My purpose is to provide helpful and respectful information to users dash brown. Uh-huh. I'm going to say maybe the title was 
generated unsuccessfully <laughs> by AI. Uh, yes, uh, I think the uh, the the unfortunately titled. I'm sorry, but I cannot fulfill this request. It goes against OpenAI use policy. My purpose is to provide helpful and respectful information to users. Brown uh, is in fact generated. Uh, by wow. AI, it, it has been removed from the store. Also, fascinatingly, it describes it as having two drawers when it clearly has three. <laughs> oh, I see that. Yeah, um, it's powder coated. Um, it is powder coated. Yeah. Its style is industrial. Its material is wood. No assembly required. That's actually a, a, a plus point for me. I don't really like um, a. Uh, assembly th- what is going on <laughs> uh it appears as though uh amazon's ability to police ai generated content has gotten so bad that now just fully ai generated names for products are now possible oh. uh which is which is definitely fun <laughs> uh so you know that's a I mean, I could possibly interest you in an, I apologize, but I can, cannot complete this task. It requires using trademark brand names, which goes against OpenAI use policy. Is there anything else I can assist you with? 10 millimeter by 3 millimeter hose. You know, they say uh, um, there's no new, all the brand names are taken. So yeah, of course. I get why they have to elongate the brand names. I really do. But it definitely You really have to think outside the box. You do. You have to. But it definitely uh, Oh, sorry. I just got a message about a I apologize, but I cannot complete this task or requires using trademarked brand Yeah, names. that is That's the hose. Name. Go ahead and read some of the description for the features of this hose, if you will. Absolutely. Um enhanced performance. Boost your productivity with our high-performance product name. Designed to deliver fast results and handle demanding tasks efficiently, ensuring your stay, you stay of the competition. Once again, it's a hose. It's got versatile functionality. You can experience the power of product name. Uh, versatile mm. features that cater to a wide range of needs, from seamless multitasking and smooth gaming to multimedia editing <laughs> Providing unparalleled flexibility for all your endeavors. Once again, it is a hose. And we have some reliable durability. It is built to last. Our rugged product name is crafted with premium materials and rigorous quality standards, ensuring lasting performance <laughs> and even in the most demanding environments. Mm, that's You know, that is a feature I look for in a hose. I'm sure the rest of the features will be very hose adjacent. Uh, my favorite thing at this moment is I have now looked at the picture of it, and it's not a garden hose. It's just a rubber hose. It's like, just a rubber hose. The most basic sort of example of a hose you can think of. But let me get to the fourth point. Immersive visuals. <laughs> of course. Immerse yourself in stunning visuals and vibrant colors with a high-resolution display <laughs> of product name. Bringing your favorite movies and multimedia content to life with clarity and accuracy. Oof. Gotta love that feature of a rubber hose. Now, of course, there are things like a bamboo lounger that say, Versatile use, our product, can be used for a variety of tasks, such as task one, task two, and task three. (laughs) Making it a valuable addition to your household crafted with materials. (laughs) 
<laughs> Why did that get me so much? Um, Crafting with like, materials. I really appreciate that because I have been looking for a product that can handle task two and task three. And mm. boy, I have to say, not a lot of offerings on that there market. Yeah, I mean, it's a crowded field for things that can handle task one, but task two and task three, that's crazy. And being crafted with materials? Who boy. <laughs> Sign me hit up. The, hit the jackpot. Which, uh, you know, all of these things are funny uh, in a vacuum. It's also funny considering that Amazon is kind of implicit in this. It's actively trying to monetize uh, AI itself. So I think a lot of tech companies are in the space where they are being taken advantage of by AI and they are trying to take advantage of AI. Right. It's a weird, uh, a weird place to be in the middle there. Um, <sighs> it, it's funny that even that, all it is, is sort of like generating a product name. Which one? Why would you use AI for that? Mm-hmm. But even that is against their terms of service, and so it cannot be fulfilled. But whoever or whatever is pulling that isn't intelligent enough or doesn't have the human in the loop element to to verify that that is not indeed the product name for the product and it just yeah just gets shipped to the user side this is this is the i think this is the real danger of more and more companies embracing ai wholesale like we talked about like duolingo getting rid of their translators and just keeping like a few people to beat the human in the loop some people, some companies aren't even doing that bare bones minimum effort of fact checking AI. They're just like, no, it's good to go. It generates, put it on the market, and we're seeing how silly it could be. But like, imagine like it's medication. Yeah, I mean, Amazon already sells dubious and dangerous products, and the way that this ended up on Amazon. No one looked at the title. It's just a script, right? It's a script that what they grab whatever the first like streaming token is for, make me a name for this product based on a couple inputs. Grab it, post it. That's it. Yeah. Like it all they're doing is like doing a string search and grabbing streaming tokens in a script and publishing it to Amazon probably using an API. Like there's no human in the loop. The The thing people try to do with AI is automate everything. And this is what you get. But it would be, I mean, that's funny, right? It's, it's computers using computers for a company that's trying to monetize these computers for computers. Uh, so many levels of abstraction. It's, it's funny. We can, however, rely on the uh, credibility of companies such as Wizards of the Coast. Oh no. Oh no. For what? Uh, we 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 can respect them for after uh being called out for using AI generated artwork in a Dungeons and Dragons source oh, book. Yeah. They uh they stated that all of their all of their art would be created by humans not AI going forward. Right. Uh, an image 
was posted on X, mm. formerly Twitter, by the official Magic the Gathering account on January 4th. It showed five magic cards resting on a valve-powered device next to a pressure gauge in a brass and wood-filled steampunk laboratory setting. Um, it's, it's positively different. shocking how good these lands look in retro frame, the post read. Mm. Many fans were quick to point out elements in the image that bore the hallmarks of generative AI, in particular, uh, difficulty rendering fine details in a consistent way. Oh, no. The Magic account dismissed these claims. We understand the confusion didn't. by fans, given the style being different than the card art, they said. Uh, but we stand by our previous statement. The art was created by humans and not AI. But a few days later, Wizards of the Coast acknowledged they had been mistaken. Quote, we made a mistake earlier when we said that a marketing image was posted was not created by AI. Uh, as you, our diligent community, point out, it looks like some AI components that are now popping up in industry standard tools like Photoshop crept into our marketing creative, even if a human did the work to create oh. the overall image. Mm. The publisher continued, while the art came from a vendor, it's on us to make sure that we are living up to our promise to support the amazing human ingenuity that makes magic great. So they went back seemingly on their promise. Immediately. Uh, pretty much immediately. Like at the first opportunity. Like, what the f Yes, it is. It is disappointing. Now, of course, the, the way that things like this can happen, especially on Adobe products, is you can purchase uh you can purchase things from the adobe creative store right to be used in your publication and those things can be created with with ai that it's happening uh all the time and in fact photoshop i believe has generative ai tools like SmartFill, etc so it's harder and harder to get away from so you could understand why someone at a company that's so disconnected from the artistic process like wizards of the coast might make a, a decision like that i guess i could you know they're not out there like they're not creating things for artists the, the existence of their company is not reliant on artists like wacom uh who, who make uh tablets for artists to draw uh, had to apologize for extensively using AI-created art in their marketing materials. Oh my gosh. It just keeps happening. And when people want to take shortcuts, they just take them. It's, it's human fucking nature to do the least amount of work as possible, but like without ever weighing the, the cost and the benefits. Yeah, it is... It, everyone just listen you could work for wizards of the coast i consider that to be kind of my dream job uh but at the end of the day a job is a job if someone's like hey can you do a comp for having these five magic cards like on kind of a steampunk background if you could buy something from the adobe asset store and just use it you're gonna yeah a job is a pain in the ass I mean, and, and in certain industries, like for game dev, like for like the Unity or the um, Unreal engines, there are these asset stores where you, you, you can just buy assets that somebody else made, they get paid, and then you can use assets in your project or your game, what have you. Um, there's a huge influx of like asset flips that literally just buy assets 
do the bare minimum to program them so that they sort of work together and they just release them on Steam for like three bucks. And they don't make a lot of money because there's not a lot of effort there. Like the, the market kind of like, unfortunately, I'm going to say something I disagree with, but the market kind of sorts it out. Mm. I think the main problem with the AI as a art generating tool is that you're doing it to cut out that effort that someone else did. Yes. It's not, yes, it's cheaper because you're not paying anyone, but also there's no, there's no quality control. It's like, Oh uh, yeah. Grab insert boom done moving on to the next thing. I get paid. The company gets, you know, the, the thing they want and then it blows up in their face and they're like, Oh, sorry, we'll walk it back. And then, do the same thing again like a month later. I mean, so this is the thing about AI generally, right? Is by definition, a generative AI that creates art has to create something that is approaching an average of the art that it's fed. That's how it succeeds, right? Like it, right. it has to create something that is roughly an average of its inputs. And the issue that arises, I had a whole thing about this, but I had to cut it. Uh, Nicki Minaj is like trying to do this like viral thing where she's yeah. trying to get people to like create AI art. And someone described uh, the use of AI art to promote things in the modern day pretty succinctly on Twitter slash X, where they said that using AI art to promote your thing is like walking around with a fake Chanel bag. Like oh. you're you're trying to give off that you have like, uh, that you have like the money to have artists for your thing, but everything is so clearly AI art because AI art reverts to the mean. Everyone can tell that something is AI art pretty much immediately, and everything that's AI art just looks average. Like AI art never looks interesting. <laughs> like. At most, AI art gives you like a, huh. And that's that's pretty much it. Right. So like, I don't know. It's it's just, it's it's not even good. And I hope the market sorts that out. But Henry. Yeah, John? I mean, we laugh, right? (laughs) Amazon's, Amazon's got their funny kind of thing going on. And that's, that's silly. And then, you know sure ai art is starting to creep up in some of the some of the worst places it could creep up in and and maybe that's indicative of us living in like an increasingly visual society from facebook to instagram and now tiktok and that most of the information we get is is visual and i said that i'd keep these um these ai updates over the last month um pretty light mhm um, so this is an article from 404 Media, which is quite oh, good. Uh, 404 Media, deep faked celebrity ads promoting Medicare scams run rampant on YouTube. It's true. I've seen this. Uh, and just to interject and take us a little bit off topic a little bit, um, they're doing the Medicare scam and they're also doing this weird thing where it's like... It's Jennifer Aniston saying, I'm bringing a wonderful opportunity to 10,000 of my friends. You can get an iPad for $1. <laughs> <laughs> 
Incredible. I'm Ooh. teaming up with such and such to bring 10,000 of my fans. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Hi, everybody. Jennifer Aniston here. I'm teaming up with I apologize, but I cannot complete this task. It requires <laughs> using trademark brand names to bring you. Uh, it is... I have started getting some of these Medicare scam videos. I'd like to um, read you a transcript from one of them. Oh, absolutely. A partial Great. transcript. Uh, hi, guys. It's Taylor Swift. Oh, no. Remember those oh, stimulus checks? Oh, no. Yes, I remember the stimulus Re- checks. <laughs> remember those stimulus checks? Well, there's a new thing going viral. The state is giving these thick $6,400 holiday packages to cover all your bills. It's a <laughs> holiday boost due to inflation, and you won't need to pay it back. You'll have so much leftover cash for <laughs> rent, gas, and groceries. You'll be approved for your holiday stimulus as long as you don't have Medicare or Medicaid. Just visit oh, the website, no. answer two quick questions, and a representative will handle the rest then you'll get your stimulus package in like two days and like (laughs) it is bananas to me i've seen so i i follow like fitness stuff on on youtube because i'm a deviant freak and i've been getting ones of like andrew tate uh and joe rogan people whose videos i would never watch in a million years, there's a Steve Harvey Medicaid scam video with 18 million views. Oh. Another Steve Harvey with 5.5 million views. The Rock and Oprah together with 4.6 million views. Uh, the Joe Rogan videos all have over 2 million views. Uh, it's horrifying and only getting worse as we move further into a future of our information primarily being conveyed visually. Uh, we, we knew that deep fake celebrities were going to be a problem. We thought it would just be for weird porn, but turns out it's for scamming old people. Which is such a weird thing. Like the demographic of people who have to be on YouTube, one, they need to be on like Medicare or Medicaid and like, uh, and use YouTube and know who steve harvey is like the venn diagram of those three demographics must be so specific that it's it's you're they're, they can't be getting a good return on their investment i don't know though because with with ad placement i don't know that they're buying pl- ad placement for these on specific videos like i i started getting these like horrible deep fake joe rogan ads because i watch like fitness content on YouTube, probably the algorithm that chooses which ads to feed you win is probably helping these people target people because like I imagine part of the algorithm is, oh, this video with this ad had this many milliseconds of watch time. So mm. it performed well here. I bet the Steve right. Harvey Medicare scam videos are being served on exactly the right videos for people it's- who would fall for something like that. It's like weaponized data. Like it, it is exactly what you said. They tailored things to a point where it like it zeroes in on whoever is is susceptible enough to actually fall for it, which is frightening. Like <laughs> the fact that like these algorithms or whatever these computers and, and I'm projecting here, and it might not be the case. It might just be like you're just shooting, you know, taking shots in the dark. But if what you say is true. 
then they've got an algorithm that can weaponize and find marks, willing marks, to a degree that they don't care who else is seeing them. Like, you're getting these Andrew Tate things. You're not going to fall for it. But they don't care that you're going to see it and not fall for it. Because it doesn't matter. Their net is so refined, they're already catching the people they need to catch. Yeah, it doesn't matter for me because I click off of it immediately. And I'm not saying, obviously, this algorithm isn't something that the ad people do. It's it's something that the YouTube algorithm does. The, the YouTube algorithm is saying these ads performed well in this case. Like... I think that when you're just getting targeted advertisements for like special pans or whatever, you're like, okay, cool. The system's taking advantage of me. But now when we could potentially live in a world where like the algorithm helps, I, I always hate saying the algorithm so many times in a row, but like it, it could essentially be used to like deliver like perfectly customized scam content that you and like 10 other people would be most likely to fall for. Like they're putting the bullets in a gun that they designed. Yeah. It's not good. It's going to get to a point where it's like, I I don't know. I, I don't know how to be, I don't know how to extrapolate further without becoming completely farcical, but it's going to be like people signing up for their own deaths because beloved character actor Margot Martindale <laughs> oh. promises them a new PSP. Like, like <laughs> Man, if, if Margot Martindale showed up, it's so funny you say that. If Margot Martindale showed up before a video and was like just drink this apple whiskey and you'll die right. <laughs> right. Um, i'll be like i'll do it i'll do anything you say sign, margo martindale sign me up character actress <laughs> margo martindale <laughs> sign me up you were great in that season of justified oh justified's another great reacher-esque show though justified is 10 times the show reacher is everyone oh, watch yeah. justified justified rules yeah, I mean, it gave uh, Timothy Oliphant his uh, whole life. I know that in that in Deadwood. Now, of course, it's pretty dark. The deep fakes, Henry. It yeah, it's Was pretty more, dark. It's pretty dark. Is there a lighter side to this? Um, no, not that one. That's pretty much what it is. People are people are being oh. scammed. Um, yeah. and like I said, you know, you get into AI. It's really tough to like keep it above the line and keep it light. Um, so I figured I'd, I'd end our kind of AI talk with one, uh, article on the verge. Wow. You really came loaded for bear. You know, I just wanted to cover some light, quick AI topics. This one, of course, I won't read the headline. (laughs) Um, the, uh, the, the body of the article, uh, YouTube is updating its cyberbullying and harassment policies. Uh, and will no longer allow content that realistically simulates minors and other victims of crimes narrating their deaths or the violence they experienced. Mm, what? The, the update appears to take aim at a genre of content in true crime circles that creates disturbing AI-powered depictions of victims, including what? children, that then describe the violence against them. Some of what? the videos use AI-generated childlike voices to describe gruesome violence that occurred in high-profile cases. Families of victims depicted in the videos have called the content disgusting. What the absolute fuck? Uh, so, you know, we talked about the H-Bomber guy Illuminati thing. 
Right. Uh, yeah. Th- there is a very well trafficked corner of YouTube that is like uh, AI generated or AI assisted retellings of true crime stories. Uh, and true crime YouTube is huge. So it makes sense that right. this would exist. Well, yeah. True, true crime as a genre is huge, but keep, 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 keep going. Isn't there that internet historian guy who's also like a, a, He's a total he thief, total thief for a couple of videos? Yeah, he, uh, he plagiarized at least one video for sure. Also, he has snuck, and this has been verified by multiple people, he has been sneaking like uh, anti Semitic dog whistles into videos and had Tucker Carlson watch parties to try to convert people. And just overall, just the weirdest fucking New Zealander I've ever heard of. Yeah, seems like a, a genuine shitbag. Yeah, I was going to say, I, it seems like he launders like far right stuff through. I, I looked into him for like five minutes. Doesn't seem like a good guy. Uh, mm. But I think this is just taking it further in that they're just asking AI to write synopses of very high profile true crime cases and then make a 45 minute long video about it. But then they use things like Amazon's Polly, et cetera, to mimic childlike voices and even like deep fake the like pictures of the kids to like speak about horrible violence they experienced. No. Uh, It seems as though there is a bright side for the medicare scams medicaid scams we have an unlikely ally and of course mr beast uh in that someone sent him one of the videos of him he said this thing needs to stop and i think that has like four million likes oh my Uh, god so maybe something will be done about it with mr beast youtube is making significant changes to their policy to uh disallow things like using generated voice of children to describe violence who the fuck is that for i I love true crime i love reading about the solving of true crime from the angle of the detectives i love when detectives write the process like actual crime solving and I, i i thought for a lot of people that was what it's about like I do love reading unsolved stuff because I like to try to like, I don't know. I'm never going to solve a mystery, but you know, maybe I can think about it. I don't know anyone who is into true crime for what happens to the victim. I I don't understand that angle at all. That is so baffling and frankly disgusting to me that I'm just in disbelief that that exists as a thing. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I thought the enjoyment of, and I think for most people, I don't want to condemn any hobby. I think for most people, the enjoyment of true crime comes from the like 48 hours crime solving part of it. Like it's a mystery. You want to see someone brought to justice. It like brings up like very like base primal feelings. There are people, I believe, who like true crime for the crime. Not that they want to do it. It's just, like, so lurid that they enjoy it. I'm not with those people. And, you know, if that's your hobby, maybe find something a little better to do. But I don't want to judge anybody. But don't, like, 
make AI kids read descriptions of horrible violence they experienced. That is such like a weird dystopian thing. I don't know. I I don't understand. I don't. I don't get it. Well, Henry, I I do want to thank you for coming with me on this light dip into the AI developments that have taken place over the last month. Great. I love it. I love that this is it. I love my job is getting replaced by a computer and there's actively less writing jobs on the market this year. Super cool. Super enjoying that. I love that... you know, human in the loop is becoming an official cemented thing where you can hire just a couple of people to do the work that was used to be done by entire teams. Super cool, super great. And boy, do I love the embracing of deep fake technology to make celebrities hawk iPads and have child victims recount their slaying in a, a weird, perverse, necromantic way that can only be described as cruel. I love everything about AI. It's so good. It's great, John. Thank you for edifying me on this good topic. I always like to, um, you know, I, I like to be the bringer of good news when it comes to uh, to AI because it's not all it's not all doom and gloom. It's not all serious. And I think that every time I talk about it on the podcast, everyone listening to it, and especially you, Henry ends it in a better headspace than you began it in. And that's what I bring uh, to the podcast. But that hose coming, was funny. The hose was funny. Uh, coming next week to the podcast, something more upbeat for the love of God. <laughs> yes, something more upbeat for the love of God. Uh, Montresor, right? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to get my revenge. But speaking of next episode. Yeah. uh, I think you might need to throw it to me for the social media reads. There's no clean way to do this, but yes. Hey, everybody. This episode has ended because I'm too mad to continue. And if you're mad, you got to let John know. And I know he checks all the socials. So here's how you can contact specifically John. That's right. You get a direct line to John for free. All you have to do is tweet at us or X at us. Wait, at- Henry. What? I I do I do the reads. Go throw it. To John's me. gonna tell you. John's gonna tell you how to do it. It's John. It's John. that's gonna right. Tell you. That's right. Hey. George Clooney here, and I have incredible news for 1,000 friends. The government is giving you a way to contact the Zero Credits podcast. The first way you can do that is by contacting at ZCPCWHJ on Twitter.com. And I believe Henry, my good friend, knows what that stands for. That's right, John. I'm going to give you the social media reads. If you want to reach us on Twitter.com, you just have to get us at us at ZCVCWHA. 
That's right. And if you want to claim your holiday Medicare bonus, you can email us at zero credits is a podcast at gmail.com. I was in the American, the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, uh, the Field of Dreams, and Independence Day. If you are listening to the podcast now, congratulations. There are many ways to listen to us, including Podchaser, Good Pods, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Leaving us a rating or a review on those services is a great way to claim your free $3,000 holiday bonus for gas due to inflation. The best way for you to get your bonus is for you to make another video with a celebrity of your choice, perhaps Jason Momoa, or perhaps Mike Pence, telling people to listen to the Zero Credits podcast and then pay for ad space on YouTube. Because word of the virtual mouth is the only way we can survive and claim our $5,500 fuck Joe Biden bonus. That's right. And if you want to reach us, here's how you can do so. You just got to get at us on twitter.com. And from everyone here at the Henry Has a Bad Memory Zero Credit Studios, we just want to wish you guys a happy week. A goodbye. Goodbye. You always, I knew, you always I knew, so I knew to throw it to you. I knew I had to throw it to you. I don't know why I went into the social media. <laughs> I knew, I knew, I don't know what happened. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what happened either because you were queuing me up to do it. And then you just rolled into I know. it. I could I just, tell you knew. I, I just launched right into it. I couldn't <laughs> stop myself. You were ramping up to throw it to me, and yet for some reason you just started doing it. Oh my gosh! I'm every, so sorry. every every I feel so bad every time because I'm like I edit right or you edit right because yeah. I don't remember, and then both of us remembered, and yet still, it's a curse. It's a curse.